six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane, by the visit, land rock me. Crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Know you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Hey, this is uh, special. I, I don't know what channel I'm uploading this to. If, if we put it on YouTube, if I say a few too many bad words in here, that gets taken down. I may just keep it for the Rumble bad boys. We'll see. Um, but uh, I am here with, uh, let me check my notes here, tennis guy. Um, he's not tennis Sandgren. Tennis Sandgren is an actual tennis player, but he's just tennis guy. Um, and it's not with the YS. Uh, how you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. And uh, we, we've talked before in a different uh, setting somewhat, I guess we, we we've we've spoken before, uh, but we are talking about tennis. I, I know nothing about tennis. I have never watched a full tennis match before. I've seen like the ending of one that was like super epic before. I was like, wow, this is really cool. I've seen that kind of stuff. So before we get into all the specifics, like what, it, you know, I like people's origin story with sports. So what what is like, why are why are you a tennis guy? I'm a tennis guy because. I mean, essentially, my dad was like a tennis super fan when I was growing up, right? Oh, cool. And uh, it's one of those classic stories where it's like um, kind of projection, you know, fatherly projection. Sure. It's like, you got to play tennis, right? Uh-huh. Like, Shit, when I'm a kid, right? So I was pretty good. You know, I grew up playing tennis and I grew up playing tournaments uh, and stuff and really following the sport closely. And then um, I kind of stopped as I... Uh, as I aged and stuff, but I uh-huh. always loved, I always loved to, to watch it. So, I mean, now I describe myself certainly more as a, as a tennis fan than anything else, but um, yeah, yeah uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's just the classic, you know, uh, petty bouge uh, origin story. Mm-hmm. Of, <laughs> well, and, and foreign and, and foreigner. Cause I, I mean, I know, I know a little about you. Your, your parents are, are immigrants, correct? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like that's that, no, everybody I knew that grew up playing tennis was like mm-hmm. from an immigrant family. Like it just, it just, it just was the case. And it just seems like a sport that just tracks all around the world. And that's kind of what's going to be the, uh, you know, the meaning of this is like, I, you know, I'm from very just regular old, like white American family. So like my dad mm-hmm. sat me in front of the TV watching eighties football VHS. Like when we were mm-hmm. bored, like you're going <laughs> to learn history of football. You're going to learn history of baseball. You're going to learn all this stuff, very clockwork orange, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was, it, it was very much that way. Um, and you know, my, my dad used to watch like, cause like in the, in the seventies, like he never had tennis on in the nineties when I was growing up, but he always mm-hmm. had in the 70s and like the, I guess yeah the 70s you had the wide world of sports that was on ABC and sometimes that was just tennis that week like it was just like well mm. that's what we're watching is tennis this week so mm-hmm. he saw a lot of the like Jimmy Connors like the uh, um, uh, Billy Jean King like all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. like and and he watched the early like Agassi days like McEnroe like all the super like crazy character guys like in oh the, yeah uh, classic in the in the in the 80s and stuff so I, mm-hmm. I was talking to him uh the other day about that but but well right now my my other show is uh is rare candy and like we talk a lot about uh covid and stuff yeah. and what's happening in tennis right now uh it blew my mind it's it just I, I had just i at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 i remember novak djokovic was mm-hmm. 
really like resisting it all. This is before we had a, a vaccine or anything. This he was just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to lock down. I'm not doing any of this shit, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he I remember seeing pictures of him with uh, I want to say it was Nikola Jokic, who was a Serbian NBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were like at a club, and it was a huge thing. Like, oh my god, how could you guys be like passing bioweapons around to each other? Like, how could <laughs> these men be doing this? And um, so for a while, and I kind of lost touch with that. I just remember, but I remember thinking, like, damn, this guy's based. Like, I like this yeah. guy. Like, yeah. super cool. <laughs> um, so now. With the Australian Open, uh, first off, Australian Open for me, American Mm -hmm. brain. Okay, Mm -hmm. like anytime that I see a sport that I like being played in another country, it's usually like a let's sell this country on the sport. We'll put two really shitty NFL teams in London and we're going to try to grow the sport there for a game. (laughs) However, the Australian Open is is already established. It is very much. It's like it's it's the number one. Is it number one? Would you say? um, I would say. Like, do you mean number one in terms of the actual like significance of it? So I understand you got to win a grand slam. You got to win a few things very much like yeah. uh, in golf is the same concept. But like you, yeah. you, you, if you were to win just one event, mm-hmm. would the Australian Open be like the best one to win? No, I would say the four grand slams are on equal footing in okay. terms of the points gotcha. you actually get as well. And I would say, I mean, I would say the Australian Open, it's actually the oldest grand slam of okay. the four um but yeah i wouldn't say i would say like it would be just as equal uh to like the u.s open uh roland garros like the the french open and wimbledon um but definitely yeah i mean any one of those would be a massive accomplishment like that's the pinnacle of tennis basically winning a grand slam that's like you know that's like the height of it you know if you get what you're you know it's like um Every play, like every great player, has like the kind of origin story yeah. of winning that first Grand Slam, and uh, that's kind of what boosts them into uh, into the Hall of Fame, basically. So yeah, like it's a, uh, it's it's you know definitely it's not like the height height, but it's like you know up there with the other three, so for sure. Yeah, and it's not a competition. It's not a competition you could just punt away and be like, well, they're not going to let me play. Fuck that, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, I mean, no, he is. Huge. These guys yeah. are going to essentially do that, um, but mm-hmm. it's it's not. It's a huge sacrifice. It is a huge. Yeah. Um, situation. So what's happening with with uh, Novak Djokovic is that he had a medical exemption um, mm-hmm. that, that he, you know, I guess what I'm reading in, in you know, the, the libtard media is they're saying he can't <laughs> he cannot prove his medical exemption. And, you know, of course, people are being snarky, saying, like, how does, you know, one of the most in shape guys in the world mm-hmm. have a medical exemption, which is like, you know what? Fuck off. How do how do how do athletes have anxiety sometimes? How about that? How does Simone, how does Simone Biles not able to, to do her competition? Don't worry about it. You know, so Very to me, I, th- there's all that there, there there's all that aspect to it. But Novak Djokovic, I guess he originally was, was they're kind of they're kind of jerking him around a little bit. He he uh-huh. gets brought into Australia. He gets the medical exemption. They're like, OK, that's fine. But then all of a sudden, Australia switches up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And says, uh, no, that's that's not going to work. You cannot prove your medical exemption. Uh, you traveled. You did not report certain traveling between other countries as part of the contact tracing thing before this. Mm-hmm. And they put him in a quarantine hotel, uh, which is what actually almost everybody has to do in Australia. Anytime they yeah. leave the country or if they're even able to do that. It's a, it's a very yeah. wild place. Um, then. Finally, I guess, you know, they, they settle in. Okay, maybe you can play. Now they're, now we're back. No, no, now he can't. Now he can't. Actually, I believe as right. of last night oh, yeah. or, or, or today, uh, I should say, uh, Djokovic yeah. is now uh, being deported out of the country. It, it looks no, like. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting because the immigration minister basically, like he, Djokovic successfully appealed. Like mm-hmm. he basically, mm-hmm. the, the court or whatever said, okay, you can stay. And then the federal, the Australian federal government, who's been the ones who have most kind of opposed it, 
now what they're saying is they canceled his visa again for the second time. And they're saying that um, he poses, it's not about, they specifically said it's not about the health risk. It's about the potential for this to stir anti-vax sentiment. So they're basically making an explicitly political right. case now. Mm-hmm. It's no longer like, oh, Djokovic unvaccinated, super spreader, bioweapon. <laughs> I mean, the guy like, bro like one person gets covid like i mean literally it's he probably wouldn't even get symptoms he's super fit super healthy like i mean he and he's very very careful i think in terms of you know like definitely in terms of like the way he's been pretty compliant with all of these things like i think if he had really been um as like you know oh as like uh, kind of hard-headed as as they're making him out to be, he would have gone back to Serbia and made like a massive like media campaign, basically. Yeah, like, he just wants to but play. No, he yeah. just wants to play. Yeah. He's just trying to play, man. And he's he's been um, uh, compliant with all of the bro. I mean, they put him in like the Park Hotel, which is infamous for holding a bunch of like undocumented immigrants and shit, yeah. like illegal mm-hmm. refugees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're and they've got him uh, basically in there again. Like I don't know if it's that hotel, but they've got him in. Yeah, in, it's um, the same one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the same one. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, I mean, basically he's waiting to appeal again, but his first match is supposed to be tomorrow. So like he's, you know, I think the chances of him being able to play at this point are like next to nothing. Like you yeah. said, like he's basically being deported. So it's, uh, you know, they're making it explicitly political now. And they and they were saying that it wasn't the case for like a week <laughs> that, oh, no, this is literally just the, you know, these are just everybody. Uh, the rules apply to everybody, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, he's going to spread anti-vax sentiment. Oh, he's going to cause like a public uproar. It's like, man, it's you who are doing that. Yeah. It's the Australian federal government. And it's funny because initially he got the visa exempt or the uh, vaccine exemption and the uh, the visa from the Victorian government, from the local government, and from Tennis Australia, the overarching organization that runs mm-hmm. the Australian Open. So it was the feds, like it was the federal government yeah. who, uh, the minute he landed, they were like, "Nope, you're done, you're gone, get the fuck out of here." Yeah. So I, it's yeah, it's, yeah it's like a it's almost like a states' rights thing too. <laughs> very <laughs> like very like, interesting yeah. how that works, and also yeah. a little background on Australia. Uh, this is very. So you have to ask yourself like 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 this. There's a couple there's a couple ways people are looking at this. Now, Australian, mm-hmm. the Australian citizens have been psyched so hard that mm-hmm. they are essentially looking at this as a well, what's this guy so special for? I don't get to fucking do anything. Why can't mm-hmm. why does this guy get to come into my country unvaccinated and and play? I don't get to go to the <laughs> store if I don't have a shot. I don't get to I don't get to leave my house uh, and all that stuff. I get my damn fosters by kangaroo to my house, you know, every mm-hmm. single day. Uh, um, I don't get to leave my house. And you get you see this. There was a corruption case mm-hmm. by in Australia and there was a, a corruption investigation. Um, and now we had we had it's so crazy out there that we had a guy on um, named Hayden on, on Rare Candy. He said he could not talk about this. He, this guy does mm-hmm. not. This guy's not a like a journalist in Australia. Mm-hmm. This guy is just a, like a chiropractor. But he's oh like, God. I cannot I cannot talk about this. Like, just if anybody hears this shit and um, I don't have the biggest audience, like it's not like, you know, this is going to be on, you know, Glenn Greenwald's channel or something. Like yeah, this is like so yeah. he was he was that paranoid about yeah. it. Um, and so what had happened was with the leader of Australia's most populous state quit. And this mm-hmm. is in September 30th. This comes out. The leader of Australia's most populous state quit Friday after an anti-corruption watchdog revealed it was investigating her over a secret relationship with a former lawmaker and a bribe by Pfizer. Mm. So we don't have a number. I've seen some like very Project Veritasi type videos that are, you know, which, you know, I'm not saying I don't trust those, but I, I, I'm not going to just, you know, 
yell out that it's 100% facts, but there's a lot of places that are, we're talking millions of bribes by Pfizer to um, a lot of Australian employees. Now, of course, uh, Reuters is all over that saying that it is uh, mostly false uh, <laughs> that that happened, that it's just there. there's no, that yes, this person resigned, but it wasn't because of that clearly wasn't because of that, right? Why, why else would mm-hmm. somebody resign? So you're seeing right now that an athlete, uh, arguably one of the better tennis players of all time, right? I mean, I, maybe, no, I would is, say it even, like, is it even arguable? I don't know. Yeah, he's... he's... I mean, I, I've never been a Djokovic fan and I've always recognized the guy as being, you know, he has a winning record against Federer and Nadal. And yeah. like, I mean, unequivocally, like of the contemporary day, he is the greatest of all time. You know, it's basically pretty widely accepted. Even Federer and Nadal are like, yeah, this guy most weeks spent at number one. All of the stats kind of line up with him. Mm-hmm. And he's still playing like Nadal is just getting back into it. Federer is basically retired. Yeah. So he still has a chance to like, you know, o- to overtake them in terms of numbers of grand slams and stuff. So, yeah, just a quick note on that. I mean, no, good. I've good. never yeah, been a fan, yeah. but yeah. he is like considered, I think, greatest of all time of this era, certainly. But of yeah, all time, absolutely. You know, he's possibly, a household yeah. name here to people who don't watch tennis. Like people yeah. know joke of a joker. People know all that stuff. Like it's it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. There are a lot of uh, a lot of things going into this because you're wondering, like, okay, in America, we kind of do make exceptions for athletes, right? Mm -hmm. We do for COVID. And and, I mean, just in general, if you look at America's COVID, U.S.'s COVID response compared to Australia, it's it's nothing, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's um, like Kyrie Irving for the Brooklyn Nets is um, they have really weird rules and it's all just very technical stuff. It's not really like hard lockdown stuff for these guys like he can play he can't play home games in Brooklyn mm. because of the vaccine mandate he can go mm-hmm. play road games somewhere else even if that mm. other stadium or arena has a vaccine mandate visitors are okay that's how Joe Rogan tours that's how um, people do all this stuff is like visitors it's fine if as long as they I think they have testing stuff but whatever you you can't do that and actually if the Brooklyn Nets wanted to just pay the fine for ha- playing an unvaccinated player in New York, it would be $88,000 and which that sounds like a lot, but Kyrie Irving makes 25 million. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, they could just be like, actually, we're just going to pay for him to like play, you know, and yeah, drop um, in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I'm looking at this, uh, uh, I'm looking at this thing, uh, all these fact checking sites. Cause I, I, if you Google it, the Australian Pfizer, thing is mm-hmm. is is very funny it's only fact checking like like actually mm. this didn't happen um it says <laughs> a, a claim that a senior australian politician took millions of dollars in bribes from vaccine manufacturer has been shared across social media in recent weeks the claim has appeared on numerous platforms and variations uh and center around the same a- allegation the former premier of new south wales gladys burkajian i think uh resigned while under criminal investigation for accepting a 65 million dollar bribe Jesus. from astra Zeneca and Pfizer. Mm. And um, so you're, you know what you're dealing with here. Uh, yeah. Novak Djokovic, you're not jack shit to the 65 million that I may or may not have accepted from mm-hmm. from Pfizer. Like there's Australia is very much like the testing ground, I think, for like, can we pull off this like massive austerity? And this is a huge like not only is it a uh, is it a power move, but it's also like a psychological thing where they're like, no, I, in my opinion, nobody's safe. Nobody mm-hmm. is safe from this. It doesn't matter. You want to come in here. It's a very nationalist view. I, I've seen some Australian people posting like how cool it is that the country's ado- adopting like a nationalist <laughs> thing. Like, hey, it doesn't matter, man. You you come into my country. Uh, not going to happen. Like, you know, you, you get your filthy whatever ass out of here. Like, you know, they, they're very much into that um, mm-hmm. aspect of it. And I think the two year just 
you know, whipping by their government who mm-hmm. they did manage to take away Australians guns. I mean, after like one mass shooting, too. So it's it's oh, yeah. they are very this is not something that just happened overnight. Um, but I guess as far as getting into um, Djokovic, the player, because as you said, you're not a huge fan. I haven't heard anybody that said they're a huge fan. The only people that are huge Djokovic fans are people like me. Like, I guess that would watch sports center and just watch him win, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, but when a lot of people say he's a little bit kind of arrogant, um, a little bit, uh, um, like, I don't know as far as the, uh, why a lot of people don't like him, but I've heard some mm-hmm. people don't like his personality and some people just don't like Eastern European players in tennis. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> That's very correct. I mean, I would say I've never been a fan of his cause I just, I've appreciated other players styles mm-hmm. more. Just, I, I consider tennis to be an incredibly aesthetic Charm. Um, it's like boxing. It's like boxing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like boxing. I mean, and it's so kind of individual. Um, and it's such a kind of distinctive, like I'm personally a fan of Daniel Medvedev because the guy is like this like really tall, kind of like wonky looking motherfucker. His strokes are all over the place, but he's the most accurate player on tour. He's like a defensive baseliner. Djokovic is kind of the opposite in a sense. I mean, he's a super, I mean, he's a great defensive player too, but he's so, so kind of precise and consistent and he can be aggressive and at points yeah. where you're just like oh my god like it'll be like a fucking 30 shot rally and he'll just he'll just hit the cleanest winner of all time just down yeah. the line in an impossible way um no i mean i that's personally why i've never been a huge fan of Djokovic. but yeah a lot of people cite him as uh you know oh he of the big three he's the least likable yeah and throughout his entire career he's kind of built this persona as being the kind of fan um uh kind of like spoiler like the the, the villain like the guy yeah. who's like gonna sure. play against nadal in a five-set thriller mm. and in the fifth set whoop his ass and nadal is like limping, yeah. <laughs> limping to go serve like it's you know he, he's like he's always been this kind of like oh that like you know he's not from like spain he's not this big buff you know handsome spaniard and he's not roger Federer, you know right the, the swiss kind of like cool clean you know djokovic is very very much a kind of player who's his emotions show right on his face yeah you know he's he's very he, you know he gets upset he smashes his racket he got disqualified from the u.s open uh, in 2020 in the first round because he fucking launched a ball into the throat of one of the line oh judges. yeah 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 that's right i forgot about <laughs> yeah. that that was yeah, electric yeah that no, was... it's it's insane and i mean but he also has the opposite polarity where in his final against um daniel medvedev which he lost in uh, last year which was medvedev's first grand slam amazing amazing performance by him he, he you know in the in the the game before he he lost the uh he lost the match in the third set he mm-hmm. you know he buried his face in his towel and he started crying like weeping and he was yeah. weepy the whole time. So this guy is like super emotional right. in a way that a lot of tennis players are kind of incentivized not really to be. And it's kind of considered to be like, oh, um, it's a little bit of a stigma, you know, because like tennis is a very mechanical, precise sport. Every point is its own point. You're supposed to basically forget about where you are in the game. It's just like literally like, OK, just hit mm-hmm. the ball, hit the next ball, hit the next ball. Right. You know, Um so, yeah, I mean, people perceive Djokovic to be this kind of aggressive, animalistic, uh, libidinal, like, id, you know, he, he's like the id of tennis, right? Um, and people don't like that. It makes him uncomfortable. And, yeah, the Eastern European angle, that's all, also very important. Right, right. Yeah, get um, into that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's interesting to me because, like, I just, as a, th- tennis is the only, like, 
not the only, but the one that seems to be the most just like international. You you get all the customs issues. You get all these like uh, it's a kind of a melting pot of a sport, right? Like yeah. you'll get you'll get um, you know, like in ba- Major League Baseball, you have a lot of Dominican players. But I mean, you, you don't really have anybody from Russia in baseball. You don't yeah. really have you don't really have Serbian people in baseball. You have it in basketball a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a novelty at that point. You're like, oh, wow, like a Serbian guy. That's cool. Yeah. You know, like you don't get that. But you also don't go play in Australia for the NBA. You don't go play in. Uh, uh, you know, all these other places. So right. yeah, get get into that. How, how it's, how it's, uh, the, I guess it's almost, a, I hate the, this word has been beaten to shit, but like, you know, xenophobic and stuff almost mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely like um, Slavophobic in a, in a, in a very broad sense, because I mean, if you look at the top 10 rankings right now, I think like five of the top 10 guys, like, I mean, really the top five guys, like Djokovic, uh, Serbian, Medvedev, Russian right. Zverev he's he plays you know under the German flag but both of his parents are Russian he's ethnically 100% Slavic yeah Tsitsipas he's Greek but his mother is Russian and she was actually a tennis player for the USSR mm-hmm. um uh uh Rublev uh, Andrei Rublev 100% Russian so you have this this interesting case where tennis used to be dominated by Americans you know you had Agassi you had Sampras you had I mean all of these guys who were super, super, very much kind of uh, emblematic of the, oh, you know, the great American athlete. They were up there um, uh, kind of as being the, the standard bearers for uh, American sport. And as a result, I think tennis was much more popular in the U.S., you know, uh, two, three decades ago. But now you don't have really any significant American players. No Americans in the top 10. I mean, the highest, I think, is Riley Opelka, who's, you mm-hmm. know, he, he's, He's a decent player. He's a great server, but he's kind of a joke. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, he's losing against like, you know, guys ranked in, uh, in the 50s, 60s, 70s. So mm-hmm. you have this interesting case where the sport right now is being dominated by these slobs, right? Uh, yep. Nadal, and, uh, Nadal and Federer are not part of the equation anymore. I mean, Nadal right. is still ranked in the top 10, but that's just because of, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he's trying to climb his way back up. And I respect that. He just recovered from an injury and surgeries on his foot and shit. So mm-hmm. um, I respect any, you know, any uh, kind of redemption arc there, but uh, we'll see if it plays out. But yeah. as a result, you have a lot of Western media kind of reporting tennis as if it's like, if it's, you know, exactly how they reported the, the 2016 election. <laughs> like, yeah, you have interesting. This, like, you know, Slavic alien force that's like creating these guys in a lab, <laughs> pumping them out just to mm-hmm. beat every, you know, um, Aslan Karatsev just beat fucking and- uh, Andy Murray in a final like yeah. yesterday, whooped his ass 6363. This Russian guy who was nobody a year ago, beat <laughs> one of the top, you know, beat a guy who won three grand slams uh, mm-hmm. uh, years ago. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how good these guys are. And yeah. you're right, it is very much more an international sport, it isn't really dominated. Uh, anymore from like uh, by like the you know the anglo kind of like you know yeah agassi sampras yeah guys like that Mm -hmm. exactly and yeah i mean the uk doesn't really have i I think it's 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 primarily the 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 source of like the animosity comes from the uk because they're so i mean you know you know like lib journalists here are so anti-russian but in in britain they're even more so i think right right (laughs) so you do have this like uh I think it's almost like an ethnic or at least cultural resentment that drives a lot of reporting about these guys. And we can talk more about that, but I, yeah, I think there's definitely an element of like geopolitics here that people often overlook. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I will say this, I, you know, I, I don't, 
you know follow the sport too much however this is a huge red flag for me um i don't i think i'm starting to realize i'm not a definitely not a uh federer or nadal guy um you gotta mm-hmm. there's a lot of bill gates pictures with these guys let me just <laughs> i i just gonna say like one surely you stumble into one that's fine he puts the you know for his little wall but you, you're going at trevor noah and bill gates so that's yeah. that's a that, you know I think that's a double fault, as we might call that in the sport. Uh, and uh, the, yeah, the, you got these guys in there. Uh, Djokovic never did that, so I nope, think I might never. be Team Joker. I, I just, I just yeah. have to say that I, I, I know it's kind of normy to to just uh, cancel culturey, but uh, you, you take happy pictures with Bill Gates like that. I, I'm, I just, I'm, it's a hard out. And uh, Rafa Nadal has uh, um, really kind of turned his back on on Djokovic I, were they friends were they ever friends or was this was did they always have like a heated thing of between each other no they uh, this is interesting that you bring this up because it's always been Nadal and Federer who have been the best friends they actually have a name for it Fedal they're considered like yeah. oh like these yeah, two Fed, guys yeah you know, for sure yeah. is that Fed but, for yeah, sure yeah no I mean these two guys are considered like best friends on the tour but Djokovic was always like the odd man out there and I think it always gave him something to prove just to like kick their asses as much as he could sure. because you know, but, but yeah, but it's considered that Federer and Nadal have this like rapport that Djokovic doesn't. And Djokovic has always been kind of the outsider of the big three. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And uh, there is a uh, like, he, you know, Nadal is just kind of like, I just trust the experts. You know, I just yeah. <laughs> I just trust the science and all that. Now, I, I will say, like, that's not the stock tennis player response. That's mm-hmm. not that that because I, I understand. Look, these guys. A lot of these guys probably don't view an mRNA injection into their body the way I view it. I, they don't. A lot of yeah. these guys are probably viewed as non-consequential. They've a lot of these guys have taken painkillers that they probably didn't know anything about and stuff. Like I, I can understand the mindset of the athlete to be like, whatever you got to put in my body for me to take my job, do my job, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, not a big deal. Now, Djokovic, I think, I think cares a lot more. Djokovic, I was looking at some of his health takes. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm in like I, I am in. He is like I can purify water with positive thoughts, um, which I OK. Has it been tried? I'm just I just I, just, I, I have not tried that. I will go to Flint, Michigan soon and see if I can, you know, maybe think that I, I respect like off the wall health athletes like that. That's very Lindy, as people say in the business. Yeah. Um, no, I like that a lot. And uh I guess uh, what I'm saying is, is like, you know, Nadal kind of took the the tennis like, hey, the doctor say this, dude, you got to just do it like, you know, just do it to take, keep your job. But like mm-hmm. even players like Venus Williams is yeah. in, uh, was on Instagram for Djokovic saying like, hey, at, at the time he had gotten his exemption, he, she was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so glad and I can't wait yeah. to watch you compete. And then you get guys like uh, Tennis Sangren, who mm-hmm. Tennis Sangren, I believe, is. I don't know have his ranking here, but I believe he's like in the he's like decent, but he he's not he's not at the level of these yeah. guys, right? He's in yeah, the yeah. mid. He's mid, like 90, 97 yeah. or something. He said he's going to drop out of the top hundred soon because he can't yes. basically can't play like the the Australian Open, which is his best uh, his best kind of showing so far. So yeah, no, definitely. But he's good. Like he's a good yeah player. He, always, yeah. Um, you know, I've always mm-hmm. followed him. And so he he ended up uh, he's yeah he's not going to play. I mean, this is a guy who yeah. like is very much uh, like, I'm not putting that shot in my body. I don't care what you say. And he will suffer from it more than Djokovic because Mm -hmm. these are guys who, you know, if you're in like the NBA and you're the 11th man on the team Mm -hmm. and one, if they forget about you, you probably don't get another job at that point. Or, you know, maybe, maybe this guy will be able to resume play. But if, if he doesn't play in the Australian open, it's easy for him to fall out of you know, public thought, maybe endorsements and and things like that, that that you might not retain and stuff. Uh, So, you know, I will say it's not just a millionaire athlete 
like Djokovic, like, oh, whatever. He's he's probably not, you know, money wise, I think he's going to be OK. You know, yeah. but some of these guys like these, this is a big sacrifice for some of these guys um, where to, to put their bodily autonomy above all. Um, and these are these are top athletes. These are top athletes. I will say a lot of one of the biggest things I've hated that I see in these arguments about public about athletes not getting vaccinated is, well, what do they know more than doctors? And I'll be like, well, do you know how to take care of yourself better than a professional athlete? Because I think they know how to take care of themselves. They've obviously yeah. they've obviously gotten here partly because of they know how to take care of themselves. Um, yeah. These guys are their body is their business. It's their product. Um, it very much is. And you, you know, you see it with Aaron Rodgers in the NFL is the same way. Like these guys, you can't tell them they're making the wrong decision. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the only reason it's the wrong decision is because of the rules. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not because Aaron Rodgers is, is at high risk of contracting COVID, especially now the way COVID is now and, mm -hmm. and dying. So it's, it's really a performative aspect and a unity thing where these guys breaking the, you know, the, the circle of hands and mm -hmm. and getting away from that so i i find it fascinating the reason you know a lot of people why, why do you focus on these millionaire athletes like who cares like it's you know there's people losing their jobs from it i agree but this mm -hmm. is just th this shit trickles down one way or another everything we've seen yeah. rolled out in sports like the nba quarantine bubble um the all these things that have happened uh mandates in the nba have have leaked into mandates into uh just the regular private sector jobs and you've seen all these things happen and they get teased in the public eye through the spectacle of sports. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's nuts, man. Like I, I, that's why I wanted to cover this is because like, I want to cover every part of sports on this because it is, it is the spectacle. This is how you man manufacture consent for mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff or dissent. I mean, people mm -hmm. can see this and go, that's fucking wrong, dude. People value yeah. sports. And it's a lot of people hate how much people value sports, but sometimes that's what wakes people up is seeing it seeing their favorite competition affected by something like this and go, Hey, that's not right. You know? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's where we're, that's where we're at here. But, uh, yeah. the, the, um, as far as, uh, so the, the Australian open is, is tomorrow. We're, we're recording this on, uh, January 15th. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's no way it feels the same without Djokovic, right? Oh no. I mean, this guy, how many times has he won it? Like nine, I think. Like yes. in the last nine or ten times or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think he's going like, for number ten. Yeah, I believe yeah. this would this would be number ten. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I mean, yeah, this is like unprecedented. He's won it more than anyone else. I mean, he's e like easily the clear favorite. Like, this is completely going to change the field in terms of, um, you know, who's going to win and who's not. I think one of the misconceptions people have about tennis is that like. They think like, oh, everybody gets a little bit, you know, a little slice of the pie in the same way that it is in team sports. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if, 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 you know, the, the Bulls won, you know, uh, whatever, I don't, I don't follow basketball. So forgive me. This is if the Bulls won the, analogy. if the Bulls won the NBA finals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. The NBA finals, even like the worst guy on the Bulls would get the trophy too, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and in tennis, exactly. In tennis, people think like, oh, it's kind of evenly distributed, but like, there have only been like five guys who have won grand slams, like only five people right. who have won any grand slams in the last 20 years, wow. basically. Yeah. So it's, it's one of these things where it's basically dominated by the guys in the top 10. Like they win probably 85% of everything in the sport of all of the top accolades of all of the points of all of the money. So there's not really a horizontal distribution of resources in tennis. And in the case of Djokovic, when you've been number one, as long as he is, when you won three of the last three of the four grand slams last year and were a strong favorite to win the like 
coveted like four of four grand slams in a year, which hasn't been done since Rod Laver in like 69. (laughs) You have a case where uh, uh, something like this is massive because it really opens the field for other players. And you saw like in the case of the U S open in 2020, when he was disqualified for accidentally hitting the line judge in the throat, uh, Dominic Thiem won it and Dominic Thiem was not considered to be the favorite to win it mm. he was you know he's like a younger guy I mean, he's not really playing now because of injuries and stuff but he won it because Djokovic was out in this case it's going to be the same thing because Djokovic is out you're going to have a guy like Medvedev or a guy potentially like Zverev or hell even Nadal who, who you know was not considered to be the favorite right. <laughs> coming into this um so, yeah, it's massive. Like, this would be the news of the year easily. Like, oh, Djokovic, clear favorite of the last nine Australian yeah. Opens, is not going to win the Australian Open? What the fuck? Like, that's nuts, it, you know? Is this like um, – so I, I, I'll, I'll use an analogy to sports that I follow closely. So if, if there, there are situations where in 2015 the Golden State Warriors won the finals. However, Kyrie Irving was hurt, and I believe Kevin Love was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people put a little bit of an asterisk on that finals. Mm-hmm. Now they still got they, they got the title. They have the the rings and the trophy and and the parade and all that stuff. It, it still mm-hmm. counts. It's in the NBA record books and stuff. But amongst the community, the fans mm-hmm. and the in the journalist community, it's kind of looked at as like an asterisk finals. Uh, mm-hmm. d- do you think whoever wins this year in the community? Is, is that going to be viewed as <laughs> as an asterisk year or is this going to be viewed as a well he didn't follow the rules not my problem like 100 percent asterisk year okay. <laughs> even the ones who are pro-vax super pro-vax right. it's going to be they're going to be like yeah but Djokovic wasn't in it and yeah. we all know that Djokovic was going to win like even the ones I, I'm seeing it now they're already doing like this damage control like oh you know geez you know it's such a shame that Djokovic is not going to play you know they, they they're even saying it, like it's a shame that he's not going to play like a week ago they were saying like get the fuck get him out you know close borders everything uh he doesn't deserve to be here kind of stuff but now they're like oh man it would be such a shame i would just wish he went with the vax mandate at the beginning of the vaccine mm-hmm. rollout and stuff so yeah there, i mean it would be considered an absolute asterisk and Djokovic, Djokovic fans which there are a lot of you know Djokovic fans especially mm-hmm. serbians you know <laughs> they're, they're yeah. gonna completely dismiss this as being like a an a uh, aberrant like erroneous kind of result because they're going to consider it to be uh just some kind of like you know second best you know so yeah i mean in tennis since it's so distinctly individual it's not going to be considered legitimate by half of the half of the fans and i mean that's just par for the course like the 2020 u.s open was not considered really legitimate because djokovic was kicked out wow uh, in the first round so yeah this stuff is like pretty massive in terms of the way in terms of the way the reception works by the fans, like uh, you kind of cling to a guy and then um, and then really just base your entire <laughs> like it's really hard to be a fan of two different tennis players. Yeah, you know? straight. I mean, you're not in my opinion, like I, I don't like two teams of any sport yeah. within the same sport. Like I, exactly. I might I might like certain guys like, oh, OK, you know, if the if the Rams win the Super Bowl, that'd be cool because like I do like a couple of them, but I don't I don't rapidly root for that team. It's just like I'm okay if that outcome happens. Now, mm-hmm. like it, yeah, tennis is very and it's very just one guy. I mean, one guy mm-hmm. is the team. One I mean, yeah, there's doubles, but I mean I I would imagine, you know, for the most part, you it's you know, one on one tennis is 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 where it's at. That is mm-hmm. it's the ultimate one on one sport. And um I, I can't get over the fact that how at how much Australia is willing to punt this away. And and for people who don't follow the sports, you know, and don't really 
and maybe even cringe at the sight of sports. Like I, mm-hmm. I think I, it's not nothing to just be like, Hey, we'll just tank this competition to keep, you know, vaccine hesitancy low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, to <laughs> like, it, it isn't, some people view that as good. Some people view that as, as number one. And I think those people are, are sick in the head, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you, I, I cannot get over the fact that Australia, I, I, they have to, I, you know, my conspiracy brain's going like what they, they have to be this testing ground for this new society that we're in mm-hmm. to erode human rights because he's a good guy to do it to, right? He's a good yeah. guy. He's already been, like you said, disqualified from the 2020 U.S. Open. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. he hit somebody in the throat. Like, like he's already <laughs> like a perfect guy to do that to. Kyrie Irving in the NBA is a perfect guy to do it to because he's always mm-hmm. been kind of a uh, persona non grata. He's always been like kind of like that, uh, like almost like a lone wolf on his own team, never really feels like part of the team. He's vegan. Mm-hmm. He's been linked to like flat earth stuff and mm-hmm. and all that. Like he's very he's very much that guy. To where like, okay, we can put all this like weird stuff onto him. We can consider, we can call him selfish because he's already been viewed as selfish. He's already been, there's already a history of him being selfish. And, um, you know, this, this does trickle down, man. This does trickle down. This mentality trickles down. People do watch this stuff and then apply it to like their own coworkers, man. Like it does yeah. happen. And, um, now I, I will say just getting into the actual, actual sport. So, um, you have, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, right? They're a little bit mm-hmm. older. It's kind of Djokovic's time right now, correct? Yeah, like he's exactly. his time as the guy. Who's the next guy? Do you think like behind Djokovic? Is there one? <laughs> I absolutely do think there's one. I think Daniel Medvedev easily because okay. he he plays in a way that's so uh, inscrutable to the other top ten players. I mean, like it was like I was saying earlier, like his technique is so so hard to kind of get around because mm-hmm. he's he's basically a defensive baseliner right. and what he does is he waits for the opponent to make a mistake. So his game is actually like almost boring to watch. People say mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't like to watch Medvedev. Very Floyd you Mayweather. Know. Like you, you have to find a, a crack in my armor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and with tennis, you don't really have the choice of like keeping the ball on your side of the court. The thing's going to bounce, you know, twice and then the points over. So the other guy basically has to find a way to kind of end the point preemptively before they get tired like you see yeah. so many rallies uh in Medvedev's matches where the other guy it'll be you know a top 10 Nadal Djokovic uh guy after like uh 20 30 shots and at by the end of the rally Medvedev will hit like a really easy bunt like backhand and it'll yeah. go in and they won't have the energy to run after right. they're just they're just keeled over like sweating and breathing really hard so with Medvedev he's he's got such great longevity that he's practically unbeatable at this point like um right so yeah i mean i think easily uh he he's the favorite to become the next kind of like great great guy probably he's gonna win like definitely i i, I don't know about 20 grandsons but something like five or six i think he, he'll be considered to be right. the next tier uh below djokovic uh Federer and nadal and i i mean i'm i'm biased because i really like i really like watching the guys matches he's really funny too like He's one of the few guys like he's like Djokovic in that he has a, like a personality. Right. And after he beat Djokovic at the U.S. Open in 2021, and I love this because it's so retarded. <laughs> it's just like a shit post. His his celebration was the FIFA celebration. Like he flopped over like a dead fish, you know, um, <laughs> uh, and, and he, he, you know, tongue out and everything. He like he just flopped over on this hard court after beating the number one guy in the world yeah. <laughs> in straight sets, <laughs> like a fucking shit poster. Like Medvedev is a shit poster. Nice. And that's why I really love him because he's so funny. 
and he's got the, like that Russian wit, you know, in all of his press conferences. Yeah. He's, like, he's making jokes, but he's very dry about it. And he's right. just like, oh, geez, like, oh, I didn't think of that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah duh, no shit, motherfucker. Like, you're yep. stupid. <laughs> so he'll, yep. he'll just kind of uh, implicitly insult the kind of lib, lib journos. And, you know, tennis is one of those sports where it's, I mean, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, it's such a kind of independent individualistic sport that you the fans really can't help but cling on to one guy and sure. that's what makes it so interesting is that it's it's incredibly multifaceted and if one you know nobody has a really good run at a tournament basically all the headlines in tennis are about that one guy at that mm-hmm. one time and so people are like oh you know all of these all of these libs are like oh we should stop focusing on Djokovic uh we're just feeding into his own his, yeah. his confidence when when all we talk about is the vaccine saga and I'm like motherfucker like Djokovic has been dominating the sport the past yeah. two years. You built that. And you you exactly. built this. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the economy of tennis. It's part of the media economy. And and this is just how the sport works. And inevitably, if the number one guy is going to become embroiled in a controversy like this, it's going to dominate the headlines, no matter who's playing, no matter what's going on. Because it's it's kind of like a sport. It's 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 a how do I put this? It's gladiatorial. Yeah. You put all you put everything, you bet everything on one person. Sure. And match after match after match um you have to stick with them until the end that way that's what makes it so hard because um you know sometimes you'll have like an upset and Mm -hmm. you know you'll lose you're like shit man like this guy got kicked out in the quarterfinals and now my entire uh predictions were wrong right yeah terrible and and you know they're not going to be playing for another couple weeks because they just got kicked out of this big tournament so there are huge stakes on on day-to-day occurrences and that's you know that's what really makes this makes this situation unique. And when, you know, when the top guy is, uh, you know, kind of considered to be uh, a little bit, uh, like you said, like alternative medicine, he's a he's a vehemently religious Orthodox Christian, which yes. these people hate. too. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, my God, how could uh, how could Djokovic be, you know, uh, he, he's he, he's the, he's a theocrat and he has close ties to the Serbian Orthodox Church. And, you know, as an Orthodox Christian, I just say, God bless, Godspeed, brother. Yeah, like, this is yeah. amazing. Very based. Yeah, um, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's good. And 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 yeah. um, I guess uh, to close this out, I, I one one more thing I have is that we, we've talked about how Djokovic and all these, you know, athletes are there are basically their own team. Right. This is like right. this is this is one team. Now, if Djokovic were to say and i I don't uh, there's no reports of this happening this is all hypothetical like if djokovic Mm -hmm. was just to be like i'm done i'm Mm -hmm. done like i'm just i'm not like you guys you guys fucked me i'm i'm done Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm just gonna retire or whatever um does Mm -hmm. the sport actually take a hit like does the sport actually like lose you know ratings does the sport does the sport Mm -hmm. actually lose money like is is his is his refusal to participate would it would it actually you know make a splash like, would it actually would it actually tank the sport in a sense, do you think? Um, I would say yes and no. I okay. would say yes, because he's become a kind of Trumpian figure. The way that the, the tennis media reports about him is so singular, so uh, single handedly or single mindedly right. negative. Now, of course, with this and and uh, and before with his kind of antics, with his, you know, unpopular things and mm-hmm. and him, you know, upsetting, you know, Nadal and Federer time after time after time in Grand Slam finals they hate his guts Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be like CNN's ratings and viewership tanking after Trump got out of office right um 
so it's going to be a very similar phenomenon as that. And you're not, you don't have the other top three guys. I mean, yeah, you have uh, Nadal, you know, competing and he just won like a minor 250 point tournament in okay. Australia single-handedly very easily. So he's going to be a contender. He's still in the sport, but I think because of Djokovic's uh, dominance for the last two years, two years plus, I mean, mm-hmm. five years, really. Um, yeah. You're going to have a massive hit. People just aren't going to watch tennis in the same way. And um uh, but I would also say no, because right. there are so many other players that are just yeah. like, would do anything to be in Djokovic's yeah. position. And I, I mean, I could easily see a guy like Medvedev becoming the new Djokovic in terms of the way he's perceived by the media and stuff. And he was Vax hesitant for a while, too. I mean, he wasn't as mm-hmm. as like outspoken about it. And he eventually got the vaccine. But I remember him and like and like Zverev being floated as like, yeah, uh, but you know, potential. Oh, are they following in Djokovic's footsteps and being back deniers and this and that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you have other guys with some notoriety with you know now like who won Grand Slams who are potentially going to be um, kind of supplanting the, the 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 big three guys. But yeah, I think it also boils down to the difference between men's and women's tennis, which is something I want to touch on. Yeah, because men's tennis is decidedly less woke than women's tennis. They're two different sports. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have, yeah, I mean, you have people like Naomi Osaka and women's tennis making a massive media career out of BLM, out of posting ACAB. And you have all of these, you know, uh, women's tennis players um, who are very, very much on this train. And, like, women's tennis is just, like, it's less competitive. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like, the differences between men's and women's sports are well documented. We don't need to go into that here. No, but... it might 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 not be. Uh, there might be a middle of the Venn diagram pretty soon. That's all I'm saying. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Any, anywho, shout out Leah Thomas. Uh, Leah Thomas. Shout out swimmers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Novakia, Novakia, Djokovic. Yeah, that would be based. That would be. I'm, I'm not gonna that lie. Would so that would be based if he came out with just like that old like. Um, oh God, I'm thinking of like that movie where. Uh, uh, uh is it jessica chastain has that like bomb or has that like crazy like like wig that she has on like down like that russian fucking assassin wig that would be really cool if, if Djokovic just came back he's like yeah i i think i'm a chick now you know what i mean and then, and then they're like well anti-vax immediately immediately it would be like vax exemption play all of the women's just don't. That's all i'm saying that's oh all i'm God. saying and like, he started it, posting blm they that yeah. like, have in bio rainbow yeah i, I Novak, Novak, if you're listening, um, yeah, yeah the, uh, but uh, I, I won't judge you. It's fine. Like, do it. I understand why you'd be doing it. But uh, nonetheless, oh, back to back to what you were saying about uh, the uh, wokeness of, uh, of yeah. tennis. Yeah. No, I mean, like it's it's uh, it's really interesting, too, because a guy like Roger Federer, who's considered to be the most like, I mean, you know, Djokovic is the number one right now, but Roger Federer is the most um, recognizable face of the sport right. easily yeah. of all time, I would say, like of all time most recognizable, most popular, um, you know, and it's because he's maintained this quiet, decent public uh, kind of exterior where he doesn't really cause trouble. He doesn't cause drama. He's very chill. You know, he's very set on the trophy always. He's always, you know, crying and, and uh, you know, thanking his wife in, in the finals right. and kissing her and kissing his kids. So he's considered like the Barack Obama of tennis. <laughs> nice. But even him, even him, he doesn't make statements about politics. He never has. Right. He never, you know, 
I remember it was like uh, considered like he posted like a black square after George Floyd, but (laughs) his like his like hashtag was like a kind of all lives matter. Like it was like it was funny. And all the lib journals was like better isn't doing enough to to, to, raise concerns. Yes. And I respect that because he he is vociferously apolitical. And a guy like that being apolitical, being at the top of the sport for so long, you have to you have to look at men's tennis. And, and the example he's, he's, he's provided for a lot of other players. And you don't really see hardly any wokeness like, from these guys. And you have situations where a guy like Tennis Sandgren can make the comments he makes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think most tennis fans would be like, he's being perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And that's also because tennis is a petty bouge you know, sport, if not out- outwardly bouge. Like, right. you, you have to have some money to get into tennis, yeah, right? Yeah, like golf. It's and very golf, yeah. Exactly. It's very golf. It's very kind of selective. It's very prep school oriented. Right. And as a result, you do have a kind of dynastic, like a kind of legacy, uh, like uh, kind of emphasis in the sport where you do have like, you know, a guy like, um, uh, what the hell is his name? Corda. Like, he's like, you know, he's an American player. He's good. He's probably breaking into like, I don't know, the top 30 now. And his dad was a massive tennis player in his own generation. You do have, you know, Sitsipas's mother was a tennis player. All of these guys have training from parents or grandparents who were tennis professionals before. So there's very much a, an idea of lineage. You know, there are not many guys who kind of make it from the bottom. And it's funny because Djokovic is one of the rare guys who did. He didn't have any support from his family. He didn't have any institutional support. He grew up broke in the middle of the Balkan Wars in the 90s. And he made this empire from nothing, basically, mm-hmm. which makes him so unique. But he's the outlier there. Tennis is a bourgeois sport. It's right. a bourgeois release valve. And that's what makes it so, at least men's tennis, so averse to um, the kind of woke, kind of progressive pandering. And I mean, for better or worse, like there are people who don't like tennis because of that. And that's fine. It's an old mm-hmm. boys club for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's just part of the sport. And that's that's kind of been a buffer against a lot of this creeping uh i wouldn't even say creeping just avert like you know there's no colin kaepernick in men's tennis <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing like that um so yeah i mean but women's tennis completely different completely i mean basically you can compare uh women's tennis to men's basketball it, it, it's it's kind of the same kind of follow the yeah. same trajectory where men's tennis hasn't followed that trajectory at all so it, that's it, what yeah. makes you know a guy like Djokovic, i think even able to to make the stand in the first place. And I mean, he's probably going to lose, but I really applaud that he just, he's just stuck it out. You know, he's like, I'm not complying. I'm not giving it. Yeah. And you know, they're going to announce Vax mandates for the other grand slams. They're going to keep announcing Vax mandates and Djokovic. I think he's going to eventually be, he's going to eventually cave into taking the Vax or he's going to retire on his laurels. And he's going to say, I've won what I've won. I've proven myself time and time again. Yeah. And I don't need the, the sport has gone in a really bad direction, you know? Yeah. And it's really a shame because 97 of the top 100 men's players have gotten the vax. Yeah. And, and there it, was, and know, they had a huge, and it wasn't, it, it was kind of a, a, cause I watched that Glenn Greenwald interview with tennis Sanger mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, it wasn't very like like you, you get to the point where the end of the product where like yeah ninety seven percent got the vax but they were they were yeah. saying they were reporting huge hesitancy numbers like yeah. it was yeah it, I mean they had to really hammer this home for them for that to get that number which is what's oh, the scary part yeah. it's not like all these guys were like yeah I'll get it no problem like it it was very much uh, hesitant but resulted in a ninety seven percent compliance exactly no and I remember a few months ago they were like oh no only forty five of the top hundred have gotten the vax. And it was the Australian Open being the first tournament of the year. 
And I think they kind of made this happen in a very distinct and very intelligent way to be like, all right, vax time or you're done. Basically, you've got to get the vax or you're done. That's it. That's it. We're drawing the line here. You have to get it. And that's a real shame because I think if something like the Australian Open hadn't happened, like the French Open, they said no vax mandate. If the French Open were the first uh, tournament, the first Grand Slam of the year, Mm -hmm. you would have, I would say like maybe 50 of the top 100 would have gotten the vax by this point. But it's mm. because of the Australian Open, because it's wow. you know, obviously such a coveted kind of a kind of tournament. I mean, being one of yeah. the four Grand Slams, it's just it, it happened this way. And they did it purposefully to kind of weed out the ones who weren't who weren't going to do it. And I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot because one of the ones who who one of the players who wasn't going to do it is literally the top guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, but it should be really quite interesting if Djokovic gets deported and you know if he gets deported he's not going to be able to enter the country for three years he's not going to be able to play the Australian Open he's not going to be able to win it and that's fucking nuts imagine if it happens with the U.S. Open imagine if it happens with Wimbledon and it probably will later this year Mm -hmm. we're going to see how you know tennis is going to change with this like I mean probably it's not going to change much at all from how it's been progressing but you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how Djokovic is going to deal with this stuff. And I really hope that he's able to play tomorrow because, you know, it would be even funnier if he plays like half the tournament and then they deport him in the middle of it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's one thing that might happen, too, is that um, is that they might kick him out uh, in the middle of the tournament because performatively almost yeah. exactly performatively mm-hmm. just to prove the point hammer home. And that's nuts. And I, you know, yeah. If he's if he's up, like he's leading big, and then they're just like, "Ah, uh, here's the thing. Uh, Breaking news, guys! Like an air raid siren goes off or something." Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the tournament, yeah. Hazmat suit guys rushing on the court. I gotta upload this like today, so that way, if like there's some crazy shit happens, like we we have this on record as calling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, dude, get it because the news is changing day by day. Like initially. Because when Djokovic got the appeal, I was like, great, he's going to be able to say. And then the fucking immigration minister is like, no, nope, we're going to prove a point here. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, fucking Nigel so political. Yeah. yeah, I fucking yeah. hate, bro. Australia is a shithole country. Like, Big time. Up. Big time. I think we need to <laughs> lock it down accent. until we figure out what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think personally, personally, they shouldn't be allowed to come here at all. Like, I, I, just, I just, I agree. And and um, it's, it's funny because like, uh. I, w- I was thinking too, like I, I've I'm, I have a very like I like being the villain in every sport I played. I was always chirping mm-hmm. people. I was always like <laughs> like we I'd have my friends and stuff, but whoever I was playing against, I try to get in their head. Um, mm-hmm. and every in everything I played, I'd always I'd always you know. And if if somebody viewed you as a villain, I thought you should lean into it at that point yeah. because you you won't especially now in twenty twenty two sports journalism, you do not shed your villain narrative. You don't unless you just oh, no like c- c- unless you just submit and say BLM a cab yeah. like you you then you still become a villain, but you 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 can change that narrative. But if you are like solid in your beliefs you will never shake that narrative so i think Djokovic, what he should do is live stream mm-hmm. during the australian open like live stream talking mm-hmm. hella shit talking <laughs> hella shit and see and you know he'll he'll get he'll get like his stands are gonna tune into that Let's, yeah. <laughs> i mean like si- or at least simultaneously like have that i thought i thought jk rowling should have done the same thing for the harry potter uh oh absolutely <clears throat> like i thought yeah. she should have done that too because they only <laughs> used 2019 interview footage from her for that and yeah. like, rather than like 
uh, inviting her to the actual thing. So I think I think he should lean into that. I think he should make a scene out of this. Like if they're they're obviously making a scene out of him, like they're obviously Absolutely. making a spectacle out of him. So I think I think he should return the favor because um, like you said, I would have ultimate respect for him if he just hung it up. Yeah. I, he's like, I'm done. I can't play in the yeah. Australian Open for three years. It's equally as big as any other open right or any yeah. other any other place like it's it's very um i i think he should i think i think he should i think a lot of these athletes um you know like to me like what i it's obviously a thing for him to throw away this kind of this kind of money this kind of stuff it's obviously you know a lot of these guys when they talk about why they didn't get the vaccine they they truly do i feel like they don't ever give their true take even tennis mm-hmm. sandgren who was mm-hmm. on there like i i have a feeling he I mean, he, he's he's going to be talking about some way different other shit if I was yeah. in, a, in a bar with him asking him why he didn't get no, the vaccine. No, he was no, literally he, saying, like, if the if the U.S. government mandated it, I would probably get it for he said for like tennis yeah. events. And I was like, why? Like, <laughs> and I, I also don't believe that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I actually yeah. think oh, he, I, guess, I actually I think he's like talking about certain medals that uh, might be. I, I, I think okay. that's the I'm on Glenn Greenwald's YouTube Rumble channel let me chill. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right, like right, I, right. I, okay. that's my thing. I think that was a little, like if I was in a bar with tennis Sandgren and he mm-hmm. knew I was unvaxxed, I mean, we probably couldn't be in the same bar unvaxxed, like in a lot of places, but whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'd be, I, and I start talking to him. I think, I think I'd get a way different answer out of him. I think I'd get, yeah. and I think with Djokovic, I think he has a deep, a deep fear of putting that into his body, like no. an actual deep, it's not a, it's he not does. a political statement because typically when you make a political statement mm-hmm. after a while, you kind of mm-hmm. concede because if that's all it is, but if you actually fear that shot going into your body, like mm-hmm. fear the actual adverse effects, whatever the percentage is, um, mm-hmm. you know, of that, if you actually fear that, that's what, st- that's what keeps you staying solid. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, kind of just touching on the, the public spectacle made out, like in protest out of this stuff. Um, did you see the clips, the the interviews that his parents were giving in Serbia? No, were they? Dude, his parent, his dad compared Novak to Christ crucified. He was Damn. saying like they're crucifying our son, they're imprisoning our son. They need to get. I mean, they were making incredibly like hilarious, yeah. like Trumpian, like over the top hyperbolic statements. That's old school tennis dad. It. That's tennis that, dad oh shit right God, there. That's dude. peak tennis dad. That, like, like literally Eddie, like I, that's it's, it's sports dads are off the hook and I love them. Yeah. I actually think they're really yeah. cool. Like, like it's not even like an ironic thing. I actually really no, love absolutely. like, like that. They're just like, I love, this is my boy. Like, this is my yeah. boy. We, we, you know, okay. I'll put it to you this way. Serena Williams dad gets a movie made out of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like where it's Will Smith, like playing in Compton and like, the you know, uh, and then all, for some reason, the mom uh, gets uh, doesn't uh, the, the think pieces that come out now is that the mom didn't get enough credit, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> our. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. Right on Jezebel. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there, you get the, that's that's what comes out of that. But like, you know, this is these guys are all raised, especially when they are not part of a team, when it is just one you know, you're just an, you're a corporation, oh, you're a corporation yourself. Dude, yeah. Your parents, your parents are going to fight for you, man. Like, no, your gonna... and I mean, he's yeah. their lifeblood. Like he's the reason, I mean, without Djokovic, Serbia would just be considered to be another shithole, like Balkan. Like mm. I- I'm serious. Like Djokovic is like the national hero of Serbia Based. and that they, I think it's funnier too symbolically that they kind of put him up in that like refugee camp prison, uh, fucking hotel that the day, like Orthodox Christmas, the day of, you know, one of the most important like feasts in the Orthodox Church calendar. I think that was all all the more symbolic for a lot of Serbians to be like, you know, they're crucifying our boy. Like they're they're literally yeah. are the sacrifice of our of our national son is 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 uh, is reaching a, 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 Straight up. Kind of a boiling point. And it's funny, too, because 
if you look at the media justifications for the the kind of um, negative reactions to Djokovic, they're all being like, oh, the Australian people have made such a sacrifice. Why should Djokovic get preferential treatment? And it's like, wait a minute, the Australian people didn't have to make that sacrifice. It's not COVID that made them do the sacrifice. It's their fucking government. Yeah. It's not, it's not a natural result of the fucking virus spreading. It was the incredibly authoritarian disciplinary measures that were forced upon them by the same government that's forcing them upon Djokovic. So there's, I would say one of the best things that's come out of this is that the transparent, like Mm -hmm. uh, two-faced way that the media, especially the tennis media, but the media broadly is reporting this stuff. It's hilarious because an Australian, like I'm sure any like decent Australian or like any Australian with any intelligence is going to be like, wait a minute, I didn't have to deal with that. Like, it wasn't a natural result of the virus spreading that I had to not visit my dying grandmother in the hospital. It wasn't because of the virus. It was my government. And it's that same government that's doing that's that's uh, treating Djokovic in the same way. So I should feel some solidarity with Djokovic, not with the fucking yeah, border yeah. border force. That's like that's responsible for fucking locking me in my house for 16 hours a day and giving me half an hour of, of fucking exercise time, like to walk around the block yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's nuts. I've, like, I've talked to some I've talked to some Australian people and like it's so crazy because they'll they'll have a lot of the same views as me and I'll admit I'm very yeah. extreme on this stuff but like there's <laughs> they'll have the same view uh like as me but they will the original lockdowns they will mm-hmm. never backtrack they'll be like hey look it stopped the spread you know to, for <laughs> like it kept like a huge meltdown from happening so what obviously mm-hmm. what that tells me is that Australian media is just showing showing ICUs from other countries yeah. to them and they're like this could be you um and they have this hospital that is like if you look in uh, I forget where it is but it's it's I think it's in New South Wales it's like this mm-hmm. insane like like just state of the art I've never seen a hospital like this it's like it looked mm-hmm. like a, like a like an opera house like hospital it looked really mm-hmm. crazy and it's like 1.5 billion like dollars mm-hmm. and stuff like that but that hospital somehow got overwhelmed um <laughs> with five cases or whatever that, 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 that sends the country into like absolute spiral and uh like the, somehow that got overwhelmed so like a lot of these people like they've been the, even like the most dissident people over there are just like look man like the lockdowns did help like reduce the spread and it's mm-hmm. like very weird it's very like uh npc face meme guy like <laughs> saying that like in unison with people and I, yeah. i'm not faulting them for it because like to be honest i haven't gone through anything like that my government didn't do that to me i live in yeah. california where gavin newsom gave me hell and i can't stand the guy and it gives me fucking panic attacks sometimes but i haven't even gone through yeah. half of that stuff so exactly. it's it's like this just seems like one of those things where we're, we're going to attack you from every angle we're going to take your sports we're going to mm-hmm. uh we're going to attack your media we're going to pay your australian influencers because that did happen you are seeing mm-hmm. australia australia andrew bogut is a, a very famous Aust- uh, australian basketball player that played in the nba for a long time so mm-hmm. i think he came to america and saw a different country and realized like okay I'm, I'm a lot more free to do what i want to do here but back in australia yeah. he was saying he was offered lots of money mm. to basically shill lockdowns and the vaccine and he and he turned yeah. it down um and but a lot of people didn't right mm-hmm. you're seeing people who are like literally in the hospital from adverse effects going like yeah but i could have died of covid like these are like checkmark <laughs> journalists out there and um no it's it, it, it's it's crazy and like just the fact that like the minute you and I started talking and you here you were like, Hey, have you been like following this? And I'm like, Australia, mm-hmm. of course. Like, I'm just like, boom, my antenna went up. Like, Oh yeah. my gosh, this is just like, yes, absolutely. So with all that said, um, I appreciate you coming on. I think that was, I think that was really fun. I think I'd love yeah. to do a follow-up like another follow. Cause I'm sure something else crazy is going to happen. So dude, absolutely. I need time. Like I love, I've been following like, especially the tennis aspect mm-hmm. of it, like religiously because I'm yeah. like, 
this stuff is, is, is just crazy how it's unfolding. And it, it, you know, every day there's, you know, it's, it's really injected tennis with some, some kind of vitality that, <laughs> well, yeah. like, I mean, say what you will about the actual events, but it's like, sure. damn, like people are actually like talking about tennis again. Perked my ears really up. Per, perked my yeah. ears. I literally, the last time I followed tennis, I was like, wow, Andy Roddick serves really hard. That's really cool. Like, <laughs> like that was the last time I like got like, Dude, into tennis. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause Roddick is one of the biggest Vax cucks around nowadays. He sucks. Yeah. He's a liptard. Yeah. I can't yeah. stand him. Yeah. No, I, but uh, when I was a kid, he had like the fastest serve. So I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, like it's so yeah. cool. And I was like a pitcher who could throw hard i was like wow this looks really cool like uh but yeah nonetheless um so you're tennis guy i'm not even gonna tell him where to find you because you, you can find him on my rumble channel how about that yeah don't look for him you're gonna see this out i'm gonna upload this immediately we need to get it out there to the people because oh, yeah. um if they do decide to detain Djokovic mid-match uh, oh, uh i want to i want to be the first i want us to be the first people on there so um exactly. i appreciate you man that was really fun uh mr tennis guy that was great um, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rockney at rare candy pod one, uh, subscribe to the rumble channel. That's where this is going to be. Uh, I also have a YouTube sports channel where a little more normal. I don't say the V word on there too much. So, um, <laughs> all right guys, everybody have a safe week. Okay.